You're listening to the Hanging with the AD podcast, where we break down hot topics in athletic administration and lessons learned through leadership. Now, here are your hosts, Josh Matthews and Don Baker. Welcome to another special edition of the Hanging with the AD podcast. Today, we sit down with Nikki Norris. Nikki is the Director of Athletics and Activities at East Lansing High School in East Lansing, Michigan, as well as serving as the second vice president of the Michigan Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association, or the MIAAA. Nikki, thanks for your time today. Pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Now, Nikki, on November 15th, the Michigan High School Athletic Association suspended its fall tournaments for girls volleyball, girls swimming and diving and football, and all winter practices and competitions scheduled to begin over the next three weeks per the emergency order to pause activity announced Sunday by the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services in an effort to limit the spread of COVID-19. So my first question is, is how are you and your coaches and kids doing after hearing this news? I can imagine that there was a lot of here we go again feelings, not just in your building, but around the state. So how are you guys doing? Everybody's hanging in there. Um, I think you're right. It was another one of those here we go again feelings. However, after we what we went through last spring, I think there was a lot more concern. Last spring, we, we didn't know how long the shutdown was going to last. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we felt, some of us felt a greater degree of finality with this one. On the other hand, our state association, the MHSA, has done a really nice job of keeping us informed of their plans. And they made a commitment back in August to all of us and our students and our coaches that they wanted to have three seasons this year and they would do whatever it took to have a fall, a winter and a spring. And they've been very creative in looking at different options of how to make that happen. So while we were pretty sad um, that we didn't get to see our kids on Monday, uh, we have faith in our association that hopefully we can return and finish our fall tournaments and get started on winter. Yeah, you mentioned that. That was uh, part of, you know, that was part of what I was going to ask you. That's all quote. Uh, your executive director there, Mark Ewell, he said, you know, we will assess everything over the next three weeks relative to fall and winter sports and come up with a plan, like you said, to reach that goal uh, of having three seasons play to their conclusion. Um, what information, if any, have you received from your state association uh, as you're kind of sitting in a holding pattern here? I know that you guys met with Mr. Ewell yesterday, correct? Right. We met with Mark Ewell and his staff um, through our MIAAA group, and he did outline kind of their plan. Uh, We are in a holding pattern until December 8th is when the new order ends. And they've looked at each of those three sports that we need to complete. For instance, football, if we come back on the 9th, Uh, we may play a game the following Monday or Tuesday. So no longer will football necessarily be a Friday, Saturday event. Mm -hmm. Um, Volleyball, if we get a Wednesday restart, we were in the middle. We were just getting ready to play the volleyball quarterfinals on Tuesday, which if we start on Wednesday, if we get a restart, they could go right in probably to a a Tuesday quarterfinal and finish that tournament um, over the course of three days the following week. A swim is a little more difficult because of the training and everybody sets up their tapers, uh, but everybody's in the same position. So we feel pretty comfortable if we get the release to come back on the ninth, that the state association will have um, our tournaments and have a plan for all of those. Mm -hmm. Um, Now you mentioned, yeah, you know, you mentioned creative options. Uh, Is that outside of maybe playing on 
you know, the non-traditional days, what else was, was kind of thrown out there? Um, you know, sites are going to be difficult for football. It, mm-hmm. It's pretty cold in Michigan in December. Um, yeah. but are you, yeah. are I've, you I've, heard, I've heard that. Yes. Yeah. The UP schools are used to it. So, um, you know, from a safety standpoint, we're a little right. concerned about the temperatures, but we'll, we'll do what we can to get our kids acclimated. And so, you know, there's going to be some creativity and, keeping our kids engaged between now and then mm-hmm. um, we're not allowed to meet on grounds with kids. We, our coaches can only do virtual meetings, but they can send virtual workouts and um, swim can be doing dry land things. They just can't buddy up. They're not allowed to work with other teammates at gotcha. this time. That's good. Nick, you sound well-versed in the swim, the tapers and the dry land. I, I'm learning, I'm learning some swim stuff from you here. So that's good. <laughs> So the word meticulous has been thrown around a lot during this return to play time this fall. I've stressed being meticulous to our coaches here at Pope a lot. I've heard other coaches use it as well when talking about following all the guidelines. But it may be a hard sell to be meticulous when things are paused, as you said, even though so many have given their best efforts to get through sports already. Uh, They may say, what's the point? So what would you say to coaches and athletic administrators out there, whether in Michigan or another state, who might be ready to give up jumping through all the hoops, considering what your state has done this week? Well, first of all, we need to continue to be vigilant just to stop the spread of the virus. Just from a community health standpoint, we have that obligation. You know, we care about our kids. We care about our staff. And you're right. I think it could be a, a tougher sell. These these kids have done everything we've asked them to do all summer, all fall. You know, they're wearing their masks um, and, or getting those special shields for helmets. There's hand sanitizer everywhere. There's disinfectant everywhere. I do worry over the holiday that maybe they let their guard down a little bit and they're a little less vigilant. But we have to continue to stress to our, our students and our staff that kind of like we did back in March, if we want to play, we need to continue to be vigilant and we need to continue to follow these protocols. We haven't taken the the athletics piece off the table. So in order to get back to that in these three weeks, we have to do everything that we can to reduce the numbers and and give us a chance, give our kids a chance again. Yeah, I think you had a good thing there about just the threat of the virus. I think when we got out in March, we were talking about being vigilant, but nobody, I say nobody, it was not very prevalent. We didn't see athletes getting the virus, and now we are. And, and yes, most of them are getting over it, but it's still a sickness that we don't know how to handle, right? So um, that's another level of concern for me, and it sounds like for you as well, that be vigilant so you can hopefully avoid the virus and get to play sports secondary. So, Sure. I mean, we don't know the long-term health effects of this virus. Um, I think a typical teenager, you know, you think about the the most immediate future, but we're also worried about the long-term effects and and we want to, we want to keep everybody safe and healthy. That's our number one goal. Let's switch gears just a little bit. Let's uh, not talk about the virus as much. Uh, Take a minute, brag on your coaches, and you already have a little bit, but brag on your coaches and kids of how they've handled the season so far and all the things that you and and the organizations above you and us have thrown at them. 
Well, I, I'm so proud of, of my staff and our kids and our community, but I'm also very proud of ADs across the state and what we've done to band together to learn from each other. Um, like I said, our, st- our, our executive director of the MHSA has been very transparent and willing to talk with us at any time. We've worked with the MIAAA to provide roundtables to our members so that you know they, they have the ability to ask questions and find out who's doing what. You know, in this field, I think athletic directors ha- tend to be very uh, giving and unselfish because if I have something that's working for me, I'm very willing to give it to somebody else who needs it. And we all share resources. And so when we went through our return to play guidelines, we were all sharing those and, and making sure we had everything covered and helping each other out. And so it's been a, a very collective uh, attempt to get these students back into, you know, onto the field and uh, back on the court and in the pool. Um, so I'm really proud of our uh, ADs that have stepped up to help each other. And, and again, like I said, um, it's hard to explain to a teenager, you need to wear a mask all the time, you know, and they've been great. You know, our captains have taken upon themselves to make sure if a helmet comes off, a mask goes up, you know, um, all of the protocols that we put in as far as health screening before you even get in the gym, mixing up disinfectant, you know, uh, I've become, you know, kind of an epidemiologist on how this stuff is spread. And, I totally understand. You know, and, and, con- and learning about things like contact tracing. Not a lot of ADs are uh, biology majors. And so right. it's, been, it's been a lot of learning for all of us. And things have changed since March, you know, on what we should be doing. So we've all tried to stay up on the current, the most current health orders and, and what's happening and how we can best protect our kids. But man, I'm really, really proud of my coaches and my kids to, to have, to have made it this far from a point at which uh, we didn't think we were going to have fall sports. Right. And we got through almost all of those seasons and, uh, you know, our football team was making a run in the playoffs and three games away from a, a title game. So we were really proud of them and, and all of our athletes and all of our coaches. Yeah. It kind of goes back from in, in the AD world. Um, you know, we talk to our coaches a lot about you have to explain why in today's world of of coaching, right? When we grew up, you didn't ask why, but now you ask why. Well, I had a kid last night in the stands saying, why Why are you staggering the basketball chairs and why do we do this? And, you know, I, I've learned through this thing, and it sounds like you have too, is you've got to explain to the kids why we're doing it and it's not about me or you or the AD. It's about trying to keep you on the field and court and, and so forth. So, yeah. And, so, I, and I think kids have really bought into that. Once they understand the why, they're helping me stagger the chairs, you know, right, and, they yeah. get it. and and, and yep. so it meant a lot of our, to our students to be able to play. So they bought in pretty quickly. Yeah. So you talked about getting this far in sports and uh, the pause that happened in Michigan, I believe, is not necessarily because of sports. I know there's studies out there from Wisconsin and other places that show that there hasn't been that much spread through sports, but obviously the numbers across the country are up and we can't argue that. Uh, We heard your executive director, Mark, you'll state that less than 5% of contests so far in this fall in Michigan have been lost due to COVID-19 and that y'all as a state have been tracking data week to week, a lot of data. 
what data specifically were you tracking and what protocols did you have in place that has gotten you to a successful point in the fall season as far as athletics go? You know, we look at positivity rates. When we came back in August and, and restarted everything, you know, our positivity rate was 3%, which all of the metrics were saying that that's good, go ahead and proceed. The thing about data is there's so many different points to look at. You've got your positivity rate, you've got your cases per 100,000, um, you know, you have total cases, you have uh, percent of infection rates, you have deaths. So while we look at all of those, there's not necessarily one of those that sticks out that we plant our flag on. But, you know, right now, Michigan's positivity rate is just under 14%, and our county is around 11%. Mm. And so while we do a lot of things county by county in Michigan, because we have different health departments or directors in each county, um, you know, in East Lansing, we're sitting across the street from a pretty big university. And so Michigan State has done a wonderful job at trying to keep kids home and, and do a lot of classes online. My own daughter goes to MSU. And so um, she's an athlete there. And, and so I hear a lot of what they're going through and mm-hmm. the frustration of not being, you know, she's a volleyball player. So they just now are going home for Christmas. They're not going to restart for a while again yet. And, and so that's been part of our decisions also is what, what is happening in our community. Right. So we look at a lot of those different data points, but we talk about controlling what we can control. So we can control where we go. We can control whether or not, you know, we go to campus, we can control whether or not we wear a mask. And I think that's, what's gotten us to this point. We had some really good guidelines put out by NFHS and the CDC and the MHSA in the beginning on how to restart. And we've, we've maintained those, you know, with the disinfecting and uh, working in pods early on. And like I said, the, the mental health aspect has been really good for our students that could come back and participate with their peers. So I think that gave them motivation to keep going. That's really good. I, you know, we, we get in a situation like this, as any leader, but, you know, as an athletic leader in a building, everybody looks to you. They, they may never know that you're there until something hits and then everybody wants an answer, you know. And I know that in going through this, the first time we spoke earlier before we got on uh, about we didn't know what we were getting into, you know, and, and now we do. Now now we kind of know what it looks like on the other side. So how ha- have you encouraged your coaches during this time to continue to stay connected with those athletes I can only imagine, you know, some of those winter and, and definitely the spring athletes, they're very nervous now, you know, about the possibility of, of losing either a portion or all of a, of a second season. I can't imagine if I would have had a junior in high school last year who was a spring athlete, you know, and now here they are a senior. Now the possibility of maybe losing two uh, seasons. So you, what, what do you tell them? Um, you know, my coaches have been really good. Even back when this all hit in March, they started having Zoom meetings to connect with their kids. Um, once we were allowed to return to play, they jumped in with the summer workouts. Um, the MHSA, it, we had a unique situation where they allowed spring sports 16 uh, contact dates this this past summer and fall. We've never done that before. And so that was really good for my coaches to bring their athletes in, you know, my boys lacrosse coach was having workouts a couple days a week, 
but it gave those kids that were looking so far out to their season an opportunity to, to get together and again, benefit from the camaraderie and, and working with their team. They've sent, they continue those uh, virtual meetings, which helps them check in. You know, winter has been interesting. We just started, we had just started girls basketball practice. We had a week of that. Boys were supposed to start on Monday. And so, you know, we were doing some four person workouts and getting those things going. So coaches were starting to have contact with their kids and then, you know, it's gone, but I'm sure, you know, I know my coaches care about their athletes as people first. So I know that the zoom meetings will get started again this week and they'll be touching base and checking in with all of their kids again. You know, one of my coaches said last spring, he got to know some of his players better through the virtual meetings than through workouts because they actually got a chance to talk. Hmm. So that, you know, that was one of the uh, the blessings, I guess, that normally you're so wrapped up in your workouts, you know, you get in and you've got to get all these things done. Um, they just had time to talk. And it, he said it really made him a lot closer to some of his guys. Well, that's awesome. That, that's Those a, 16 dates, that's a great yeah. rule. That's very creative. I, I'm, I'm, I wish we would have heard of that in Georgia earlier because I think that's something that would have helped those spring sports reconnect that they missed. So that, that, that was very creative that y'all did up there. Cool. Yeah, I think that one of the things we've talked about is you know, throughout this whole thing, we have found better ways to do things and we found other ways to do things. You know, <laughs> some, some are better, you know, and some are just kind of other. And some of them have kind of unintended consequences like that. You know, that idea that you, you wouldn't think, you know, you would think that would be a, a negative thing. I, I can't meet with my kids. I can't see my kids. But having to physically look them in the eye and talk to them like that, I mean, you know, that's a, you know, definitely – you know, it's a, it's a good and another, I guess. Um, it was, it was a blessing in disguise, I guess. Yeah. Nikki, thank you so much for the pleasure of your time today. And what I am sure has been a week of a lot of questions with very few answers. I know that in some way your answers today uh, are going to help others in your situation. And for that, we're very grateful. Thanks again for sitting down with us for a little bit. My pleasure. I, I joked with a lot of my coaches. I've got a blank spot on my wall where I'm going to put up every permutation of how to say, I don't know, because there's been a lot of that. I don't know, but I'm going to do my best. And that's all we're doing up here. And and everybody across the country is just doing the best they can. So I appreciate you guys uh, chatting with me this morning. Yeah, put that on social media for the rest of us when you uh, put it up there. We'll, we'll, we'll rep- uh, repost that for sure. Right. Good, good luck as y'all get back started. In, in Thanks, you too. You too. All right. Take care. Thanks, guys. Thank you to Nikki Norris of East Lansing High School for joining us to discuss the pausing of high school athletics in Michigan this week. We hope that this conversation reminded you once again that we are facing a problem across the country that is bigger than athletics. And although this conversation centered around the decision made in Michigan, Nikki did mention several fundamentals for athletic administrators that are good reminders for us all during this time. Be accessible, be creative, be vigilant, and that although athletic directors have been focused a lot on protocols, the best athletic directors are willing and unselfish. Nikki, Thank you again, and we will be hoping that you and your peers in Michigan get back to playing sports later in December. Now, before you leave, 
We would love to get your feedback on our podcast with a review or comments to our social media accounts, either Twitter or Instagram at Hanging with the AD. And as always, thank you for spending your time hanging with the AD. Mm-hmm.